Happy Labor Day from Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Special holiday should mean something to everybody. We all work hard for ourselves, our communities, our families, our country, our cities, our states, our everything. We all work hard, try to give back. So happy Labor Day. Thank you for working, creating what you do. Much appreciated from Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Lachance. So obviously, a special happy Labor Day for me as well. This is episode 105. Yesterday was the Demolition Derby in Mendota for Labor Day. It's been going on every Labor Day weekend for a very long time in Mendota. And usually it's on Labor Day, which is today. Today is Monday, September 7th, Labor Day. Usually it's today. They moved it to Sunday because of COVID-19, all the things that were going on. And why not move it and give us something to do on a Sunday in Mendota? It was pretty fun. I went, took some photos, going to link them on this podcast. It was a blast. Got to see some people I haven't seen in a while. Raymond Race Promotions put on a good show. They are the name when it comes to demolition derbies and racing. At least in Mendota, probably in the Illinois Valley, definitely in Mendota. It was very cool, lots of fun. I've been going to them, uh, not every year, but here and there. In the last 10 years, I've probably been to three or four of them, but I made sure I went to this one to catch up with some people and talk to some racers about the Demolition Derby and how it's been going on with COVID-19 and everything that our world is so different. So on this show, two guests. We got Matt Raymer, who I talked to before the Demolition Derby, on either Wednesday or Thursday. And then we have Steve Schwimlin, Schwimline. I always say his name wrong the first time. I always have to say it two times. Steve Schwimline, who won the first class that was at the demo derby yesterday, which was Vans. Got the mystery machine all decked out with Scooby-Doo on the top of the car. It was pretty cool, did not fall off. Scooby stayed strong. And so did Steve as he picked up the victory. So got a chance to get a word with both of them before with Matt and then after the derby with Steve. So I'm going to keep this real short because two great interviews. Why not get to them? Happy Labor Day. Thank you for listening as always. Before I let you go to the interviews, we'll get the words from our sponsors and the plugs and then we'll kick it to Matt and Steve. It is tough starting something new. A new business isn't a smooth startup. A new product or service isn't as easy as riding a bike either. In the digital world, Jameson Media Services gives that bike new tires, a comfortable cushion, and a motor. No pedals needed. Locally owned Jameson Media Service offers businesses and organizations something extremely important in the technology era, digital marketing solutions. To help your professional endeavor, prosper and stay successful, Jamison Media Services designs websites, produces videos, manages social media, and has a license to fly drones for photography and video. You choose a vehicle, a new shiny bike made easy to ride, a drone for flashy stylus vibes, or both. Jamison Media Services paves the road and clears the skies for amazing digital marketing solutions. Call 815-866 9352 to contact owner Brent Jamison. Also make sure to check out jamisonmediaservices.com. And maybe you want to take photos 
or video of your home. Maybe you want to take photos pride of where you live. Unfortunately, houses don't stay maintained unless you work on them, unless there's renovations, unless there's things that are done to make those homes stay photography quality. So with that said, whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help you keep those houses for photos. Get them all dazzled up, razzle dazzled for the photos. The family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be contacted on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email OlsonConstruction19 at gmail.com. Don't know where you're listening to this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, but all previous 104 episodes and this one are available on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Hit us up on social media. There are Edge of Your Seat Podcast pages on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Also, have any questions, suggestions of a guest, or suggestions of something you want us to talk about. Whatever it is, feel free to email edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's get to the Demolition Derby guys. Matt Raymer, Steve Schwimlin, great guys to talk to, have been in the racing Demolition Derby game for a long time. So we got some insights on the racing game. Until next time. Peace. Nobody likes to take a break from eating food or anything awesome at all, actually. And food is pretty awesome, especially in America. Had some carnitas. Had to take a break. Why? Because I have an amazing guest for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am talking about Matt Raymer from Mendota. How's it going, Matt? Good, Brandon. How are you tonight? I'm great. Eating some fantastic food. I'm like, I'm going to talk to a fantastic dude that has a lot to talk about. So it works out pretty well. Oh, thanks. I hope, I, I hope I'm a fantastic dude. There's some people I wouldn't agree to that, but hopefully the, the general consensus says I'm a great dude. So <laughs> I don't know if anybody can have everybody say that they're a great dude. I don't know if that's even possible. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of laugh about that. You know, there's so many people, you know, with my line of, you know, line of work that I'm in and things like that. You know, I, I get lots of compliments and things like that, but there's probably still some people out there that don't like me. But, you know, and over the years, it's kind of been funny with being in the sport you know, the sports I am with, with racing and stuff like that, but, you know, people have been like, oh, that Matt Reamer, you know, I don't like him, and then they meet me somewhere else, and like, you're Matt Reamer? It's like, yeah, this is me. Well, I thought you were this one. I saw you do this. I said, well, when I put the helmet on, it's a total different guy. I'm in a whole different zone. Yeah, I can totally agree with you. I mean, being a journalist for 15 years, now I'm working at a bank, I understand the compliments, and then you get the other side of it, too. And what you're talking about, what you do, is you have been racing demolition derbies, towing cars for Raymer's... Raymer Automotive and Towing, that's our business. Towing for Raymer Automotive, doing a lot of stuff for a very long time, so I definitely get how you kind of get the backlash of good and evil there. 
yeah, I mean, when you when you go out and pick somebody up, just when you know had a had a bad night somewhere, and, you know, a, a run in with a police agent or something like that, and I towed their car, they're you know the first person they want to play to when they come pick their car up is I'm a crook and whatever. It's like, hey man, I'm just doing my job, you know. So yeah, but then after people get to know me and stuff like that, I mean, there's been you know I also do a little repossession service too with the towing service, and you know there's sometimes you get in them predicaments you know nothing like what you see on tv of course but you know sometimes you get in a predicament when you're going to pick somebody's car up they're not too happy about it but you know you try to be nice to them and explain things they usually change their mind i kind of feel bad i don't know if i feel bad but i understand like towing you're usually the last person that somebody sees after having a really really bad day whether they got pulled over from the cops and their car is getting you know repossessed or you know taken to the pound or you know they or any of that stuff uh but yeah i mean it's you know being in towing business you know you see a lot of bad things you know not very often do you see any good things with the towing service it's kind of part of the job i guess you know Dad started in the towing business in 1981, and, and back then there was 12 towing companies in Mendota, and now it's just down to, we're, we're like the only 24-hour full-time towing service in Mendota, and it's changed a lot as far as, you know, equipment and things like that, so, but yeah, it's, it's just one of them jobs, you know, it's, you don't have much family life. I always joke is, if you plan a family outing, you're guaranteed you're getting called out for a tow, so... <laughs> I hear that. You were sitting there talking. I'm thinking of all the other reasons why I wouldn't like you. If I busted a tire or something else happens in my vehicle or, you know, you run out of gas. I'm thinking of all the reasons that I would not want to see you, Matt. Right, right. I know. No, that's the thing. Nobody wants to see me in that. But, you know, it's kind of one of them deals. I'm, I'm the kind of old knight in shining armor, though, for some people, you know, you know, they slid off the road or, or they broke down and they're in the middle of nowhere and, you know, they're five hours from home or something like that, you know. It's two o'clock in the morning and they want to just get somewhere to, for the night type deal so it's got its goods and it's got its bad i bet you the winter especially where we're located in northern illinois is a good moment for you when you're you know saving people's lives almost well it, i kind of joke about it when we get a good snowstorm i call i call it white gold that's coming from the sky but there's a lot of long hours in the and i mean there's there's times where you'll work you know 36 48 hours you know because being family owned and stuff it's not like i can stop and say no i'm done type deal because there's always you know that person who's stuck somewhere i might be the only person to answer their phone that can go out and get them or or things like that because in our area i mean you know how it is between here in LaSalle, peru or, or if you go north you know towards rochelle there's a lot of areas up there when it starts blowing in the winter time i mean it's almost impossible to get to it's impossible to see it's impossible to drive <laughs> it's everything crazy yeah, it's been times I've been driving down the road and you don't really know where you're at or things like that, but you just keep going because, you know, these people are stranded out there. you got to get out there and you got to get them. you got to get them home. Definitely. So as much as I don't want to see you, I guess when people do see you, it's got to be a good feeling, too, to know that you're going to be okay. Matt Rammer's yeah. got your back. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, you know, and with the COVID-19 going on, it kind of makes it even tougher for us because we're picking up people on the interstate and things like that or from out of state or things like that. So we even have to take even more of a responsibility on making sure as we come in, clean the trucks, make sure, you know, wear a mask and all that good stuff. I, I don't really like talking about the COVID thing because there's just been so much things going on with it. But there's something out there. I don't want to catch it. I mean, I'm doing my best to not catch it. I think if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. It's just the way it is. Definitely. When you were out, you know, helping people with their cars, picking them up and stuff, are you wearing a mask when you're around everybody? 
Um, I do and don't. I mean, there's there's times that no, I won't. Just because when you're you're doing this job, you're in and out of the truck so quick and hooking something up that yeah, you're not there long enough, you know, to really to talk to anybody for the most part. Or you know, you keep your distance and things like that. But I wear gloves ninety nine point nine percent of the time now when I get in a vehicle and and things like that, and you know, dispose of them the right way and and the, my mask and stuff. If I got to go in somewhere, yeah, I wear a mask. But you know, most of the time. Right now, it's the way we've got things set up is we're not hauling passengers. You know, most of the time, everything where it's been broke down has been good enough that they've got another ride and things like that. Because a lot of people right now are scared of, well, they don't know me and I don't know them. So they don't want to take a chance of, do I got it and give it to them or they got it and give it to me type stuff. So, so yeah, we're just taking a little bit more precautionary stuff with that. But for the most part, it's, you know, our, our business hasn't suffered at all. We probably had one of our busiest summers on record this year. So, which is crazy. Yeah, because I know you put in a lot of busy summers. How long have you been doing this? Rainbow Automotive Towing started in 1981. Uh, Dad started with just a little one-car garage-type deal at our, out at the farm east of Mendota. And uh, from there, we just built on and, and refurbished one of the old machine sheds. And then from there, we went over and built a new building and things like that. And When we first started out, we just had one little uh, one-ton tow truck. And right now, we're up to, we're up to seven. We have four flatbeds. A little tow truck i know we have two semi-wreckers so yeah so we stay pretty busy with that um i of course you know once i got my driver's permit i was actually out towing when i first got my driver's permit so there was times where mom would pop in the passenger seat and i'd be in the driver's seat and we'd be going here to do this or that and towing stuff in the local area but since then you know we're we're not nationwide but i mean it's nothing for me to like Two weekends ago, I went to went to Milwaukee and brought one back. That deal. So it's I never I never know what's going on. I could get off, you know, talking to you tonight, and I could go to Bloomington. I could go to the Quad Cities. I could go to Indianapolis. Never know where I'm going next. Oh wow! So what year did you get your driving permit? How long have you actually been driving the tow truck? Uh, 1991. So let's let's roll back the clocks a little bit. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So let's see. That's uh. What, 30 years ago almost? Yeah, yeah. about 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, so. so you have been doing this since I was, depending on what time in 91, since I was five or six years old. Yeah, 1991 was a big year. Yeah, I started driving the tow trucks then, working for, you know, working the shop. And, and uh, I worked for, for CUE through the high school and worked there at the shop and Went to IBCC for a uh, first semester for auto mechanics, and it just didn't work out the way I thought it would, and things like that. So we came. I came home from college one day with the toolbox in the back of my truck, and Dad looks at me, and goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I ain't doing this mechanic stuff." And he looks at me like, "What? What do you mean?" I said, "My hands don't turn different directions to get my hands down in these motors." I said, "We're gonna have to figure something else out." And he goes, "Well, he goes, we're pretty busy with the towing company and." So, I mean, I still do a little mechanic work on the side here and there. I'll do brake jobs and things like that. Or, or if somebody on a weekend, you know, has a problem on the interstate that's kind of simple or something, I'll, I'll bring it in and do it myself at the shop for people, you know, to get them back on the road. But mostly it's been towing, and, and that's pretty much been my bread and butter since then. And we have talked about your dad, or you said your dad a few times. His name is Paul, correct? Yep, Paul is my dad, yep. He's been doing this for 40 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, before he... Started his own business. He worked for a couple other dealerships around the area, and uh, he did their towing for them and stuff like that. So I uh, remember it when Dad opened our, our shop. Well, uh, my mom was pregnant with my youngest sister, Michelle, and uh, he was working at a dealership in Dixon. He came over to that dealership, 
and it quit. And mom looked at him and goes, uh, you know, I'm pregnant and stuff like that. And dad goes, I'm opening my own shop. And mom looked at him, well, if you think we can make it work, we'll do it. And that's, that was the start of, that was start of Ring Rod Morgan Towing. Wow. So he got upset or like disappointed at work. It's like, you know what? I'm out of here. And then, well, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that don't get me wrong. There's a lot of deal nowadays. There's a lot of dealerships, you know, that you can make a great living and things like that. But, you know, this was back in the, you know, the early eighties and, and car sales weren't quite what they were. And they were only working like half days and things like that. And, and the money dad was spending and driving to work and things like that. And it was just like, I can do the same thing working on cars that are at our own place. And he goes, I won't be working for somebody else. I'll work for my, you know, work for myself. And that's, you know, that's how it goes. I actually joke. I don't know if I could ever go back to working for anybody, you know, work. I mean, I work for my parents, but I kind of have my own. I'm, I work for myself technically. So, yeah, I mean, you've been doing it for so long. I mean, your dad trusts you with anything anyway. So it's kind of like, hey, do your thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, I mean, with the semi-wrecker tow trucks and the small trucks and everything like that, I mean, um, dad's been semi-retired for a few years, and I mean, he still did his thing and stuff, but he's been out of commission for a little while. He had some uh, surgery about six weeks ago, so he's on the, on the mend from that right now, so it's it's just for myself and my son, Brendan, pretty much running the, the towing business, and we've been knocking it out pretty well so far, so. In the intro... I said you do a bunch of different things, all with cars. We've talked about the towing business. You have been racing cars and in demolition derbies for quite a long time. So you got a derby coming up the 6th. Excited? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited just because um, there hasn't been very many in the state of Illinois this year with everything going on. Had a lot of interest. I am, came to the conclusion I have finally retired from driving in demo derbies. So this weekend, I am, I am the promoter. For putting this on i do all the inspection of the cars make sure everybody's following the same rules and and i do the flag and on the track where you know kind of like the referee for it and things like that so i'm kind of wearing a different hat this weekend as far as that goes i won't have a helmet on at least for you know the demo derby part of it so but, but it sounds like we got a good amount of cars coming i've had a lot of emails and a lot of messages on facebook and and text and phone calls and things like that and actually right before uh, i got talking to you i had a phone call from a gentleman that was calling me to check on hey you're doing this and this you know this this and i got you know this kind of truck i want to run i'm like yep sounds good he goes okay i'll see you on sunday so you know so it's 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 never ending with me with you know all the motorsport stuff i've been involved in and then you know i'm also president of the fair board too so got to to go along with it too so there isn't much time for free time we'll put it that way you just mentioned the fair board usually this race is surrounded with a fair out at the fairgrounds in mendota what is going on this year with the COVID-19 and how we are state of America, I guess, right now? Well, fortunately, almost I think every fair in the state of Illinois was canceled this year, which is a big hit. It hurts economies. It hurts, you know, all down the board. You know, there's kids who show livestock that, you know, they look forward to going to the fairs all summer long. There's people that bake and, and things like that that enter the stuff to the fair. And, you know, with all these fairs that happened this year, and even festivals, you know, we didn't have the Sweet Corn Festival this year, too, which was a big you know, something that's happened for years and years and years and not happened this year. It's just so weird. So, I mean, as far as what's going on at the fairgrounds, you know, it's been really quiet out there all summer long, other than we still have the motocross that goes on every, it's usually every two weeks. That brings in a pretty good amount of people as far as spectators, not spectators, but competitors. And, uh, you know, so that's bringing some revenue into the city, you know, as far as people buying gas and food and things like that. But as far as everything else, you know, the, out at the fairgrounds, you know, we have, 
rentals during the summer where people have birthday parties out there or they have uh, just all kinds of different little things that go on out there. And we have auctions and stuff like that. With the COVID-19 going on, you know, it's pretty much put a big stop on all that stuff. So, you know, with this weekend with the demo derby, we're following all the CDAC, you know, all the restrictions we're supposed to do and things like that. And we're only allowed to have X amount of people on, you know, in the grandstands as far as a motorsports event. And so we're following everything to the T. We're, you know, asking everybody to wear their mask and practice social distancing. And, you know, all the stuff is supposed to be done. I mean, you can enforce it, but you don't want to make a big deal out of it because it's just going to get something bigger and, and worse, I think. So, you know, it's, it's like we've said in our, our uh, ads and everything like that for the demo derby this weekend. If you don't feel good or you don't feel you're, you, know, you should be there, don't come. I mean, I understand, you know, a lot of people, the demo derby's been at Mendota for 58 years, I believe it is, or, or something close to that. It started in 1967 was the first demolition derby at Mendota Fairgrounds, and actually was the first one in the state of Illinois. It's been going on for a long time. It's always been on Labor Day, but this year we're just moving it back to Sunday just because, you know, with everything else so crazy this year, why not move it back to Sunday, have it a Sunday evening deal, and then Monday on Labor Day, you know, you don't have to worry about getting up Tuesday morning after a double derby on Monday night type deal. How many fans are you allowed to have in the grandstands? We are allowed uh, a half capacity. All of our box seats out and everything like that, our grandstands will hold 2,200 people. So we're shooting for, you know, between probably 900 to 1,000 people in the grandstand. But as far as pit area, um, as far as pit passes, that falls under a different category. So, yeah, if we get we get to be full on grandstands, which I'd love to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, but if we do fill up uh, pit passes, you can still purchase a pit pass and stand in the infield and, you know, distance yourself and, and still be able to watch the show. You said, you know, you're wearing a different hat this year. You're not in a derby, but how long were you derbying? I know it was a long time. In 1991. I started driving demolition derbies in 1991. And I also started stock car racing in 91. So, yep, been doing this a long time. And the demo derbies have finally started catching up with me. I've suffered a few injuries from driving demo derbies, you know, but a lot of it was self-inflicted. Have you ever seen me drive a demo derby, Brandon? I have, I have. Uh, you know how I am, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty crazy behind the wheel, I'm not going to lie. I always joked about it. You know, the people in the grandstands, they remember the guy who won and the guy who put on the show. Well, if I couldn't win, I was going to be the guy who put on the show. So, <laughs> so, and that got me in trouble a couple of years ago when I, I got a little trip in the uh, ambulance to the hospital after uh, trying to be a little bit, uh, you know, funny. So, <laughs> it sounds like a good story. Oh, yeah, it's, well, the people that do know the demo derbies in, in this area have heard of the Whitakers, which I'm very good friends with them. Uh, they're from Earlville. Uh, they built some really good cars. Uh, Wes is actually, he's in the truck pulling out, so he doesn't derby very often, but his son Bob is probably, if not the best demo driver in the United States right now, but he's in the top three. He is amazing. The kid can, I mean, I think the kid could drive a bicycle and finish in the top five of demolition derby. He is huh. just that driver he's he's so neat to watch drive people talk about him you know all he cheats and he does that well i've seen him, how he builds his cars and things like that and he just has an act for for it it's, it's like it's like watching michael jordan play basketball perfect example you know the guy can close his eyes and, and hit a basket he's just that good and i consider bob the same way well it just happened it got down towards the end of the feature event at the fair of the one year and I was kind of having a little battle with Wes back and forth, and, and I always joked about it. the only way to beat Wes was you had to get him mad, and if you could 
withstand the five minutes of pure punishment he'd give you, you could beat him because he'd have his car junk. I started pecking on him and stuff like that, and I was pecking at him a little bit, and I'd run to the other end, and then I'd chase him back down and stuff like that. Well, I pulled down in the bottom side of the track away from him and kind of climbed up the windshield and gave him the bull moose type deal. Nah, nah, you can't get me type deal, and shot to the other end. I had a plan. I thought, okay, he's going to come down here to whack me, and I'm going to move out of the way, and he's going to hit the blocks, and I'm going to back back in and shove him up in the corner. With a perfect plan, except for I had forgot that Bobby was still moving too, and I went to make the corner, and Bobby blocked the hole I was going through, and Wes must have hit me at 40 mile an hour, and then just whacked me a good one, knocked me, knocked me out, knocked me unconscious, and that was about all I remember of that deal. So <laughs> that was a good story. Did you learn a lesson? I guess. Uh no, no, I didn't. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, and, I, and people are like, oh my gosh, you got hurt. It's like, yeah, I got hurt, you know, but do you remember, do you remember the derby? Well, yeah, it was cool what you did. I was like, well, you know, because we don't like the Whitakers. The, you know what, it, it's, it's funny. Everybody always thought we just said, you know, we just couldn't stand each other, you know. But it's like I said in the beginning, when I have my helmet on, I'm a totally different person. And my wife will tell you that too. When I put my helmet on in the, at a derby or I put my helmet on at the racetrack, yeah, I go to a different different zone you know it's game time I need to concentrate what i'm going to do out there and how i'm going to do it i can't think you know i have to clear my mind of everything else going on so in other words you become a competitor yep exactly you just get yourself in a zone every sport i think people do that you know you get yourself in a zone of you know you know what you got to do to beat that other person out there so sometimes you succeed other times you don't but you know what as long as you're you know you're in the right frame of mind when you're doing it that's all that matters how many Demolition Derby victories do you have? Oh, wow. Um, I would say probably well in the hundreds, I would say. My basement's full of trophies that my wife says they have to go one of these days. But yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I got some big wins, and I got some, I mean, I've got some wins that were pretty cool, but uh, but yeah, I, I actually couldn't tell you. There's probably, there's at least over 100 feature wins in double derbies. What about so, stock car racing? Because you've been doing that for since the 90s as well. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, 91, I started stock car racing. Uh, started racing at Bureau County Speedway over in Princeton, which is no longer, unfortunately, there. First night out, we raced there. I think I finished, like, third in the heat race. And then the following week, we went back over, and I won my first heat race, my second ever start. So that, that was pretty cool. Stock car racing, I don't have nearly as many wins as I do in demo derbies. The last couple of years, we've ran really good in demo derbies. I mean, stock car racing, I mean. We do that vintage racing of Illinois series where we have the, the old style cars, um, like the old Chevys and, and Mustangs and Camaro bodied cars and stuff like that. So I've had a lot better success in the last probably, oh, probably the last eight years. We've had a lot more feature wins and things like that racing that division than we did back in the, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Gotcha. If you had to choose one and you couldn't do the other one, and you were in your prime. Would it be demo derbies or stock car racing? Which one did you enjoy more? Uh, well, if we're going back in my prime, it'd been demo derbies. I love demos. Back in the you know early two thousands, I was running between twenty five and thirty demo derbies during the summer. I mean, we'd run we'd run all weekend long. We'd we'd put a car together. We'd go race. We'd go demo somewhere on Friday night. Come back, fix the car Saturday morning. Go somewhere Saturday night. Come back Sunday morning, fix the car. And go somewhere else. And we were doing that, like, nonstop. And it was uh, all week long. I mean, we'd work till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning on the cars. And then, you know, turn around next morning to go back to work and do it all again. It was just... And nowadays, it's like, <laughs> 7 o'clock rolls around and the, the boys are out the shop working on something or that. And I was like, hey, guy, why? Where are you going? I said, 
I'm going home. And they just used to be able to do this all day long. I said, yep, and I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get, we get old. But, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I rode in a double derby this year with, with my son, Brendan, over in DeWitt, Iowa, where they allow riders in the car. And that was the first time I'd ever, I, I had rode before, but I hadn't rode in years. I rode with Brendan, and, and we got tore up pretty good. I mean, we, we got jumped on hard. And it was just like afterwards, I'm like, uh, yeah, dude, I'm done. He goes, when you're done, said, I got to ride with you once. You know, the last time I drove, I won. I'm going to stick. I'm going to, I'm just going to stay in the winning streak and call it over. <laughs> so was it bittersweet or was it something you knew your body was like, okay, it's time. Well, just, um, I've known, I've actually known for a couple of years that I needed this quit type deal. I mean, I, my doctor had actually told me a couple of times that you need to slow down. You need to stop doing this stuff. I took a nasty flip earlier in the, you know, on uh, Father's Day in the race car. It kind of rattled my cage a little bit and stuff like that. And it was, you know, I went and saw my doctor after that. She's like, you know, I'm not telling you what to do. She goes, but you are getting to be older. And maybe you should, like, uh, not do this demo derby stuff. She goes, the stock car racing, I'm not really keen on that either. She goes, but you got, you wear all this stuff the latest safety equipment, things like that. She goes, you got a better chance of getting hurt driving on the highway getting hit than you do in your race car. But that demo derby stuff, she goes, you're getting hit from all directions, all different times, and never know where it's coming from. She goes, recommend that you probably stop that. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. As much as I'd like to keep doing it, don't get me wrong, I mean, it, girl and her driving a demo derby is just amazing. But it's just... I've done it long enough. I've won big shows. I've won, I've won Mendota. Yeah, I've won my hometown. I've won other places that I always wanted to win. There was only one track I never won at that I really wanted to win at, but that's okay. I guess it can it can always be what if type deal. So what is that track? What's the one that you wanted to win at that didn't get the chance to? I always wanted to win Sandwich Fair, and I never did. I was I was close a couple times. I, I had a couple seconds there and a couple thirds, but I never could ever get the actual win. I I had it won back in '93. I think it was '93. I had a good shot at winning it. And I thought I, I thought it was over type deal. And I wasn't paying attention. And a car that I thought was out wasn't. And it got me on an angle. And it, and the car was hot. And it quit. And I got counted out because you only get a minute on the clock, a minute on a time clock to restart and make contact. And as soon as I ran out of time, the car started. And it was just like, man, you know, that's part of it. There's always the ones you look back and said, what ifs? But that happens. How many times did you win in Mendota? You know, being your home, your home place. Um, the fair derby itself, I won it three times because I'm tied with my dad. Dad's got three three wins at Mendota, and I have three wins at Mendota during the fair. Um, I've got three Northern Illinois Championship wins at Mendota Fair or Fairgrounds, and I have a Turkey Derby win at Mendota Fairgrounds in full size cars. In mini cars, I've won. I couldn't tell you how many mini car shows I won there, and trucks and minivans and stuff like that. But you know, if you if you go in a full size show at Mendota Fair, that was something in itself. Who has the record for the most Derby wins during the fair? I believe it's a four way tie, actually, with uh, with Dad, myself, uh, Brad Kessel from the Boy, and Wes Whitaker. I think are the we're all tied, and all of us are retired. <laughs> <laughs> You're all retired? We're all retired. Well, Wes might say he's not retired, but Bob will tell you he's retired, and Wes's wife will tell you he's retired. So <laughs> so unless some new young stud comes up and takes it, it's sitting at a four-way tie. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but there's there are some out there that probably should do it. I mean, there's kids around right now that are, you know, they're pretty good drivers and things like that in their own. I don't think there's anybody right now, uh, well, 
I think Brad Shoemaker has two. Uh, he's an older. Uh, he's he's actually older than I am. Uh, I think he's got two. There's a chance because I believe he's coming this weekend. There's a chance that he could actually tie and make right. a five-way tie. Yeah, make it a five-way tie. Wow. So good stuff. Crazy stuff. It's hard to believe how much time and work goes into put these demolition derby cars together. Are you still doing stock car racing? I yes, mean. Sir. Yeah, we're still racing stock car. Uh, we just raced last, we did race last weekend, raced down in uh, Fairbury, Illinois, finished fourth in my heat and finished sixth in the feature event. So it wasn't a bad weekend. But yeah, we're still racing. I think this weekend on Friday night, I'm going to head to Lincoln, Illinois and race and then go from there. So I don't know about what will be going on after that. But I mean, the season's about over. Of course, it started late. So, but a few of them going on that we still have a few of our, uh, uh, vintage races going on too, so. So you're not done yet. Still, still going. We probably won't get done completely from stock race until probably, oh, uh, probably mid October, I would think, unless something changes with you know with COVID, where stuff starts getting shut back down. But I don't, I don't really see that happen as far as you know the racetracks and things like that. So probably our last race of the stock race of the year will probably be out in Indiana in uh, mid October. Okay, good stuff. Now, you have been in racing and in cars pretty much your entire life. Is there other sports that you enjoy besides racing? Oh, well, <laughs> my, my eight-year-old just goes across, he goes tennis. I'm like, come on, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so Andre Agassi is your favorite professional athlete ever. But I was more of a Pete Sampras or a uh, uh, kind of guy myself um, so you <laughs> cut out after you said pete sampras oh oh mcenroe who can forget john mcenroe <laughs> it's true oh you know gotta have the bad boys it's like golf you gotta have what is that tom daly or whatever his name is you know <laughs> i think it's john daly john daly yeah that's it yeah i think that was his name yeah you gotta have them kind of guys those are the guys that, those are the kind of things that bring people in to see that stuff you know as far as other sports i mean um my youngest son, he actually races go-karts. So, so we're into that this year, too. And But as far as professional sports and things like that, I mean, I'll watch a little NASCAR here and there anymore. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not really a big NASCAR fan right now with everything going on. And I don't know, it's it's kind of just burned out as far as that goes. And, you know, occasionally I might watch a Major League Baseball game or Sunday if the Cubs are on or something like that just to, you know. But I can even probably tell you five Cubs players right now, you know, because I, you know, I don't watch them enough. So... Yeah. Did you watch sports when you were younger and just don't uh, now, or how does that work? I did when I was younger. Of course, you know, WGM, you know, in the summertime, always carried the Cubs games, you know, back in, you know, the 80s. So when we lived on the farm, you know, you only had five stations. You know, I watched the Cubs and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, we didn't have satellite or anything like that. So we didn't get, you know, I mean, like ABC Wide World of Sports, you could watch stuff like that, which was always, you know, they'd have something crazy on once in a while, but. Yeah, for the most part, though, yeah, I was pretty much just a Cubs fan back in the back in the mid '80s. But now you're like, eh, I got I got better things to do with my time. Oh, it's just you know, it's it's just not the same anymore. You know, it's like you know, you look back in the and a perfect example. You look back at the NBA. You know, when Jordan was playing, and you had Magic Johnson, and you had Larry Bird, and guys like that. You know, that was that was that was watching basketball. You know, and now it's just like I don't know. It's it just doesn't have the same pop. You know, as it did that. I mean, there's people on the, that are so religious, and you know, but hey, that's that's cool. I mean, I have no problem with it. You know, it's it's the way I am. I'm kind of easy going at stuff. You know, I don't take sides with things like that, or you know, but it's it's just one of them. It's like football. I mean, I watch football on Sundays. You know, back 
probably 10, 12 years ago, I'd watch football on Sundays. Nowadays, like, I might flip through the channels and, you know, if the Packers are on, I might watch them for a little bit and then I might go see, you know, how the Bears are doing or something like that or, or just flip through or, you know, I'm, but I'm not really a big, like, certain sports team anymore. You know, like I used to be. I mean, I used to be. You know, you know, back in the eighty, you know, eighty-five Bears. You know, that was a that was a big deal. You know, so you know, I was a Bears fan of them. And then, but then I was, you know, you know, back in the you know late nineties, early two thousands, it was like, well, you know, I like don't mind watching the Packers play. Brett Favre was a you know a hell of a quarterback. I mean, stuff like that. But yeah, nowadays, I don't even hardly watch any of that stuff. It's just like I might flip through and watch, and that's about it. But I don't really get into watching the games anymore. There's just too much other stuff going on. I mean, what's what's having you know four kids? It's like you know, and my kids are spaced out so much. I'm Brendan, my oldest is 20. My daughter Michaela, when I see her and stuff, she lives with her mom over in Ottawa. But when I see her, she's 15, so she's at that age of you know getting ready to get a driver's license and things like that. And then Parker, he's eight back in e-learning and things like that going on right now so you know he's got that going on plus he's got his go-kart racing on on sundays when we go down to pontiac and race that and then there's my little girl laney who's three going on probably 23 yeah so <laughs> so you range 18 to 3 uh actually i go 20 20 to 3 oh i'm sorry you did say 20 so you go yep. you go yep. 20 to 3 yeah <laughs> wow man yeah <laughs> Pretty crazy. Yeah, so so, you are always doing something. Yeah, it's never ending. I mean, tonight's like one of them nights where I'm just kind of, just kind of sitting around and relax a little bit, and I probably I might go back to the shop here in a little while and and just maybe mess with the race car a little bit, or heck, I might not even do that, you know, because I never know what's what's next on my list or what's going on. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, before I let you go, I like to play little games with the guests since. You've been all over Illinois. You've been all over other states and races and in different stadiums. You've mentioned a few in Sandwich and Burrow Valley, Fairgrounds and Princeton and Mendota. I want your top five places that you've raced at. Oh, top five is in, uh, are we going Demo Derby or Stock Car? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Just your favorite stadiums oh, and where wow. they're at. Um... Uh, number number five, I would probably say uh, most of these are going to be stock cars. You know, derby derbies are you know there isn't really much difference in a derby track. They're pretty much all the same. But stock car tracks that that we ran at, um, I would put uh, number five would be Chicagoland Speedway. I ran there for my thirtieth birthday. I had a uh, uh, my birthday present was to go do the Richard Richard Petty driving experience, and uh, I ran one hundred and sixty mile an hour around the racetrack in a, in a uh, NASCAR. That was a definite rush. That's at number five. Number four would probably be, I would probably be Madison International Speedway up in Oregon, Wisconsin. It's a half mile asphalt track, and I know I'm putting an asphalt track as one of the, you know, on my list of places, but it's a half mile track. Uh, That's why I picked up my first ever pavement win was there in a heat race. Place is huge. Uh, it's a half mile bank track, but it's pavement, so you don't slide around. And we were running like 140 mile an hour in the corner instead, yell. So you're really moving. Uh, let's see. Number three would probably be Wisconsin Dells racetrack. Is Dells Motor Speedway? It's another pavement track. The place is just immaculate. I mean, it's just top of the line. I mean, it's just one of the places that if you ever get to the Dells and on a Saturday night want to go to the races, it's definitely one of the places to definitely visit the racing's always good there even though it's pavement i'm not a pavement racing fan i'm a dirt guy but yeah i mean the stands are beautiful i mean everything's awesome there 
Uh, number two racetrack would probably be, oh, I would say probably Fairbury, which we race there almost every Saturday night. That's kind of like kind of like home for us right now because it's our, our only weekly track. The reason I put Fairbury number two is just because everybody there is so friendly. I mean, even though we're driving an hour and 30 minutes to get there every week, it's just like you're the guy that lives right next door type stuff. The people are so friendly. The whole town's friendly. The whole town gets behind the, the racetrack. I mean, it's the track has been voted the best track in the nation, like, multiple times. I mean, it is just one of them places. It's just the whole atmosphere at Fairbury is just amazing. So it's like there's no way to explain it. That's what I said. And number one, of course, I'm going to say, you know, it's Mendota. I mean, that's with the demo track there. Yeah, that's one thing. But in the last few years, we've refurbished the old horse track and made that into a stock car track that we've only we've only raced on it two years. This year we were going to do it, but with the, everything going on, we didn't do it. But we've been racing there during the fair. The horse track is a half mile dirt track, and uh, there's not very many of them left in it. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's a half mile racetrack left in Illinois that's dirt. And uh, the speeds you carry around there, and I've been you know, lucky enough, I've won it both years that we've raced there in the in the vintage cars, and the track is just amazing. It's fast, and it's so it's so cool to be racing six blocks from my house. That's what's even better yet. So, but yeah, Mendota's definitely the top, and just because it's home. I grew up in Mendota. It's a fairgrounds. I mean, it's, I mean, my, my first demo derby, Brandon, I went to my first demo derby at two weeks old in a dresser door in an old cab over truck between my parents because before they had the car seats that's how they took me to my first demo derby so that's what you know I was hooked from then on so <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great story too so you were in a dresser drawer at your first derby that's how that's how mom and dad took me to my first demo derby and my first demo derby they took me to was up in Millersville Illinois so that's where that's where I went to and and the uh, the promoter for the demo derby actually let mom stand up on the, the, the announcer stage with him holding me the whole entire derby all night long so and your but, mom is she carol yep my mom is carol yep i mean she's a busy lady too she she runs the insurance office at central agency um she's also on the fair board with me she's a secretary she's also the 4-h leader in town she runs the runs east lane kennel for the dog kennel you know she also dispatches for the towing company so yeah wow she's a very busy woman <laughs> she is Definitely. Well, I knew you were going to make the homer pick. I, For some odd reason, I was just like, he's going to go Mendota number one. Well, yeah, I got to go with Mendota number one. I mean, it's hometown. You got you know, to stick to hometown. I mean, I could list off racetracks. I mean, there's been so many racetracks I've been to over the years that are, are just amazing places. But, you know, those those five, I mean, I, I hate to brag about asphalt tracks because I'm not an asphalt racer i mean i've i've won an asphalt but i'm i'm a dirt guy it's like you know someday maybe i could always you know my lifelong you know bucket list thing is i'd love to drive a, a camping world series nascar truck that's been like my bucket list on the top of the bucket list you know type deal so maybe someday i'll get to do that but you know for now it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime in the near future but when you go to racing there's there's people that oh i want to do this i want to do that i want to drive this i want to drive that I want to drive a camping world truck. That's that's not my lifetime thing. I've always wanted to do it, and you know, I'm not getting any younger, so I need to get this picked up within the next, you know, couple of years. But <laughs> that guy named Father Time, he doesn't stop. 
no, he doesn't. You know, and, and people say when you get older, st- stuff starts slowing down. Yeah, there ain't nothing slowing down in my life, that's for sure. And, I, you know, I, I wouldn't change a bit of it. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to sometimes be able to do a little bit more things that I'd like, you know, want to do. But right now, I'll take everything I get. I love life. I love doing what I do. I love my, I mean, I love my job. There's, you know, there's times at 2.30 in the morning I don't like to get up and go do it. But, you know what, it's a job. There's worse things in life I could be doing. No doubt about that, my friend. No doubt. Well, thank you for spending some time with Edge Your Seat Podcast. I learned a little bit about, uh, you know, Mendota racing and stuff that I did not know. So thank you for sharing your knowledge and your love for the world of, I guess, cars in general. So thanks for spending some time with us, man. What's well, up, Brandon? Thank you so much for having me on. In little Mendota, Illinois, not a lot of things to do. Not any big concerts. There's not a professional baseball stadium to go to nothing like that but every labor day weekend or actually on labor day usually there is a demolition derby for everybody to come out enjoy some wrecking as cars smash into each other mendota ran one yesterday on sunday today is labor day and i have one of the winners with me steve schwimlin how's it going pretty good you got a win in the i guess First class with the vans, the mystery machine. How did it feel to get a W in Mendota for the Labor Day? Oh, it's, it's been uh, about three years. I've placed, you know, wins before. I think this is my 25th win. Takes a lot of time to build them and, you know, paint them and uh, do it for the kids. That's the main thing. And the fans, getting it all put together and uh, fans are liking it and I enjoy doing it. <laughs> I was impressed that the Scooby-Doo that you had mounted to the top of the van stayed the entire time. Yeah, I mount that down. That's That's been on uh, ever since 2009. It's still with me. Um, one year I did a throw out to the fans. I had some Scooby-Doo's. Then I threw them out to the kids and stuff. Mostly for the kids, and the kids enjoy it. Doing the paint schemes and all that. I do everything, the builds, and a lot of work put into them. To go out and crash them up. How long does that take, and how much money does it take to make a decent derby van? Uh, you can find them cheap, and sometimes people give them to you. Sometimes I do have you know a few sponsors. My mom and dad help out a little bit and put it all together. And price wise, I mean, it ain't very very much, but you can put a lot of money into it to be competitive. It looked nice, and then it got smashed up, but hey, you still got the W, so that's all that matters. Yeah, we'll try to be out. I think they're saying uh, around Halloween there's one to be coming up, but I'll see what I can do. Van's still running. It's nice you always after the derby to drive them on the trailer. <laughs> sometimes they're junked out, and, and I sometimes go through them and rebuild them all up till there ain't nothing left. Put a lot of work into it. So you said you have 25 wins. Do you know how many derbies you've been in? It's hard to say. <laughs> One year, I, I might have won with the same van. Um, probably three different wins in the same van. Sometimes you get lucky like that. <laughs> they break them. I got the parts at home and other places, and I keep a supply of stuff. How long have you been doing this? 26 years ever since. I'm 41 now, and um, I started when I was 15. It's been a, kind of like a family tradition. That goes with stock car racing. You do both? You do the stock cars and demolition Yeah, movies? Matt wants me to be a driver. I'll uh, up them out. No, I also like to thank uh, Raymond Race Promotions for uh, putting everything together and all their time. 
Raymer has uh, definitely been in the racing game for a long time. Yes, he has. <laughs> what got you into it? What got me into it? Uh, probably just uh, fun and joy of smashing something up. And you're like, hey, I can do this legally, so why not like just eat up cars? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Does it help with like uh, aggression instead of having to go to like anger management classes? You can just go to a derby. Yeah, ain't no insurance involved. <laughs> and a good thing about learning uh, something breaks, you fix it. You know, it goes with uh, something breaks. It's good to learn. You know, on anything. I'd say like a little better. You know, being a better mechanic or showing somebody that comes over how to build them and help people out. If they need help or parts or something, I try to help them out as much as I can if they're starting off. Do you work on your own cars and do everything by yourself? Yes. That has to take a lot of time. Well, it does. I mean, with having four kids and being all over and kids in sports, it sometimes takes up time. I remember seeing you at a couple football games. How old are your children now? My children are the youngest is uh, three and my oldest is 17. And he plays football for St. Bede? Yes, he uh, plays football for St. Bede. Let's give him a shout-out real quick. What's his name? Sean Schwimline. Plays for uh, the Bruins, St. Bede Bruins. Too bad there's not football going on. Now we have to wait till the spring. Yeah. Does he get upset that he has to wear green and white instead of being able to wear, like, the mystery machine colors? Yeah. Just kidding, we all love the green and white, but yeah. I was like, wonder if he just wants to wear some machine, some mystery machine colors. Plan on, he wants to try try to run the, the next derby, maybe in a compact class. See if we can get him involved in that. Okay, wants to be a demo driver like his dad? Yeah, I'll try to. <laughs> nice to have him out there, learning experience. Now, if he does it, is he going to go with the same paint scheme, the mystery machine, or is he going to try to do something no. else? We might uh, chime in a compact car, maybe. Van class does get rough, though. I mean, running. Yesterday was uh, a little bit muddy, and everybody was getting stuck, so that's the way the weather permitted, so. Yeah, if you could stay out of the middle of the demo ring, then I think you were okay, but you got put in the middle. It was kind of hard to get out. Yeah, it's a lot of forward and reverse. And Do you race with uh, earplugs or anything? It gets really loud out there. No, stock car racing. We have to wear a receiver, ear receiver and stuff, so no, not the not the demolition derby. I know I've said mystery machine quite a few times and you're talking about the color scheme and putting the work in. What was the uh, idea to do the mystery machine? You know, any other schemes or anything like that and that's the one you chose to stick with? Just a thought, being a van and I just kind of got the idea of, uh, oh, I'll just try the mystery machine. My uncle gave me a van. Back in 2009, that's when it all started, and I've got uh, several trophies and stuff, but after you win one or so, it's ain't no big deal. <laughs> it's just just all part of fun. Getting the kids all involved is the biggest thing in the fans. I like seeing the fans come out and supporting all of us and what we do. I've been to quite a few derbies. That one was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Get to some more. Only thing that was weird about this one, there was no beer gardens. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was all the, the coronavirus stuff going on. Um, I think they just had to kind of keep it simple and go from there. Uh, you said, you know, the fans supporting all of us. Are you guys, you know, at least the Mendota people who are from the area, are you guys all friends? Basically, I meet a lot of new drivers out there, and, you know, if they need a hand doing something or I can show them something, 
Um, like I said, I've been in the game for a long time. I don't mind helping somebody out. At the end, we all become friends, and, you know, we're talking, and we're just out there to put a show on for the crowd, the fans. So you said you were 41, been doing this since you were 15. In the foreseeable future, see yourself still derbying? Is, you know, has it taken a toll on your body or anything like that? <laughs> it took a toll on my body last year at Labor Day. Uh, um, I got my arm tore up. I blew out my uh, right bicep, had surgery, re-blew it out again. So yesterday was kind of leery and see how everything was going to go. I wasn't really going to plan on it or what my body was capable of doing. So I went out there and everything all worked out. Because I see that can be pretty vicious on your body. I mean, you're getting hit around, you know, your arms are jerking around on the steering wheel. I uh, don't know what kind of, you know, damage your legs may take on the gas pedals, getting smashed around. So I'm pretty sure that it can be physically tolling. Yeah, it's just a chance you take and, you know, anything can, can happen. A vehicle could roll over. I just wear my extra, like a fire suit. Make sure the seatbelt, you know, and our door padding. We put all those little features, you know, make sure everything is all good to go. Yeah, there's always a lot of smoke, too. Oh, a lot of smoke. Yeah, that's with the motors getting hot and radiators, and it gets pretty hot. Do you run anything besides the vans? I started off with compacts. I don't know, it's probably when the sun was smaller. Placed over in Ottawa, 4H Fair. We run other different places. If you had to choose between stock car racing and demo derbies, which one's your favorite? A lot cheaper with the demo derbies. I do enjoy racing occasionally if, it, if Matt needs a driver. I've uh, had my own race car, I think, two race, different race cars in 17 years. So I got that and doing both at the same time was taking a lot of time off. Why is it cheaper to do a derby? If you can go out and find a beater for 100 bucks compared to a race car, that's possibly $10,000 or so, and you go out and get an accident, you'll be paying a lot more. Yeah, I forget about that. The derby cars are usually throwaways that are sitting in a junkyard or one step before dead. So, yeah, I guess that makes yeah. sense. You've been all over the place in demo derby, stock car racing. What are your top three places that you've raced at? Every, well, Mendota's going to be my number one for the hometown raced over in Kendall County, Dewitt, Iowa, but I raced over in uh, Peoria at the, I think it's the Thunderdome, which is almost the size of a football field, but it's narrow and skinny and long. <laughs> and uh, over in Sandwich, I think I won three times or two times over there, I can't remember. Just you keep lose track of all your wins or whatever over there. That's the sign of a true veteran. Like, you lose track yeah. of them. I know Mendota is the home course, of course, but what is it about Mendota that, you know, you like? I live about three blocks away, so it ain't too far away from me, and I guess there's more uh, people we know around here that come and support. Do you like that it's kind of small? It's a, a small little demo course. Uh, it's about a, it's about original size. Um, I've raced on a lot smaller. I think over in Ottawa, 4-H, they have uh, that was a little smaller course, and then when you get over to Peoria, that's a much longer stretch to get up to speed and stuff. And Gotcha. I always thought Mendota was kind of small, but I haven't, you know, traveled around and went to other ones, but that's about the normal size? Yeah, that's the, the perfect size. I think uh, yesterday in the compacts, they fit, what, 22, 24 cars they had in there? I know it was uh, muddy, but 
if it was dried out, there were, you know, nothing we could have done. It rained uh, right before the derby and getting the track all prepped and everything. That's the way it turned out to be. Yeah, and then it's all muddy, and then you got, as vans are getting stuck and they're trying to get out, then they're just building ruts in there. So it got, it got kind of crazy a few times. The mud also adds some uh, awesomeness to it. Everybody's a little muddy. It's, it's still fun. Sitting in, the, sitting in the front row or get the mud flying. Yeah, I saw a lot of people like jumping back as mud was being flinged at them. I wasn't brave enough to sit close. So you said you do plan on being the one, and I don't know if it was October 31st, but somewhere around Halloween, do you plan on being in that one? Yeah, I'm going to try to run the same van I ran. Like I said, I run these vans till there ain't nothing left. Uh, if they get banged up too bad, um, either trying to restrain them out, or I got a whole bunch of parts laying around. I'll do everything I can do to finish them off. All right, and since it's going to be Halloween themed, are you going to dress up as Scooby? Oh, Scooby, I haven't, I don't got the outfit for that, but I do got a, I don't know, I got some other uh, big dogs. I think I got one that's about four foot tall. Still sticking with the dog theme, that's cool. Maybe I can make it to that one too, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe you should try it out. We'll see if we can get you in there sometime and uh, try Derby in, if you're up to it. I would definitely do it. The only problem is, is I don't know if, um, nothing about cars, so I couldn't fix a car or anything like that, so... Well, that's what we're all here for. You know, if somebody's getting started, you don't mind helping out or something. I would definitely drive, though. I've always thought about it. Like, yeah, I want to smash into some people. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And a group of my friends and I, we got a video game called Wreckfest, which is all demolition derbies. Do that often. I'm like, man, I should really do this. So maybe, maybe I should. I'll stay away from you, though. I mean, 25 wins. I don't want to be a reason why <sighs> you get 26. Basically, we're all out there to have a lot of fun comes around once a year or they'll have maybe a couple in the year how many have you done this year this is my first one have you slowed down a little bit with kids and everything and we're about about the same if i get time to do it or i just had a couple couple other ones kind of built and i end up selling them i think i had uh two other ones i do got some some vans put away so big vans would be our own or a common common vehicle so you got some stash in the back for a, a rainy day or a rainy derby? Yeah, well, we can't really keep them in, uh, in town with the cops and stuff, so I got those out of my parents' house. You can't keep demo derbies on the streets? No. They'll pull you over for driving a demo derby through town? Oh, demo derby? Yeah, it's a wolf that's sitting in your yard or so. The city ordinance. Gotcha. I think I just said demo derby. I'm in a de demo car. Well, maybe one day I'll have to take you up on your offer and get into a derby car. That'd be fun. Yes, it will. Leave regression on the track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, Time to do it. That's exactly what I would do. That would be awesome. I do got a uh, Scooby-Doo demotion derby team uh, on Facebook also. I got some other pictures on there. Perfect. What's the name of the page? Scooby-Doo demolition derby team. Perfect. We'll have to check that out. There's some older older pictures. There ain't a whole lot, but it was just a thing that we put on there. Well, Steve, thanks for taking some time to chat with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and congrats on the win last night. Thank you very much for having me.